0: your pride there's nowhere to hide what would you decide when it's on the line if this do or die would you compromise or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide would you be the one to fight or the one to hide you can never touch the sky you don't try to fly rocky roads but we stayed unshakable been through it all and we're still unbreakable
1: What is up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. I am honored to have my guest on the Reborn show today, Jose, I met Jose probably four or five years ago. He came out, uh, I might might have actually met him down in Florida first. And then he came out to Virginia Beach to do Vets of Valor with me, which was a fundraiser for a veteran nonprofit. Um, We did a 24 hour workout where we did a workout every hour on the hour to honor uh, a life of a fallen of a fallen hero um, so I'm really excited to have him on the reborn podcast and to catch up and to really inspire you I mean this is the thing is like everything that we go through is relative right everything that you know we think that we're in pain or I think we're have a a hard day. We think that God's thrown our life off the path that we thought that we wanted, you know, and something happens drastically that forever alters the course of our journey, you know, and, and, and we look at people like Jose who are, you know, who not only have, have overcome, you know, it's probably like it's, they're probably continually overcoming, Right. Um, but he is just—he has—he has, he has overcome already so much in his life, and um, he lost his leg uh, by an IED explosion in 2011 uh, while on combat deployment in Afghanistan. Since then, he's led an inspirational effort to support veterans and anyone else looking to overcome mental and physical challenges through his fitness-centered nonprofit. Rise above hardship. Uh, you can follow Jose on his Instagram. I, I know that you will be inspired and motivated. Uh, it is JLS143. That's JLS143 underscore. Um, so I'm really excited to bring him on to catch up and uh to to know that 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 this podcast is gonna be so inspiring. So sit tight. And uh, get ready to enjoy this awesome, awesome interview. Where are you at right now? Are you in Texas?
0: I'm in San Antonio,
1: Texas. How is it down there? Hot still?
0: Yeah, it's the climate's changing a little bit, but it's this the summer has been really hot. It's been like, oh, man, like a hundred. Plus, like it's scorching. It's just been very hot, but the climate just uh, the the change has dropped significantly. So it's it's been tolerable now.
1: Have you have you noticed a lot of people moving out to Texas from California and out like more out yeah. west? You have,
0: yeah, buying a lot more properties and investment <sighs> properties, and because of the um, the the pandemic, uh, you know, interest rates were very low, and people were just buying left and right. So yeah. it, it shifted a whole migration of of things um and we got flooded with a lot of guys purchasing homes and lands and right. yeah so hmm. we got yeah we got a lot going on
1: so you've been in texas is that where you're from are you f- born yes. and raised in texas
0: born and raised just true born texan, raised in texas, a true texas.
1: texan i love yes. that how, yeah. so how do you how do you feel when people move to texas then from california you know you probably don't like it do you
0: no i'm like fuck no man I'm like this is a fucking texas man and y'all are just you know, coming in here and and, and thinking you're Texan because you bought some property, like no, you're not born and raised here. I mean, it's a thing, you know. I, it's a it's a sentimental deal there. When yeah, of people course. People buy up uh, property from another state. It's just Texas, very prideful state, and you know. Yeah. We have a lot of Lone Star State. So it's like, yeah, we with those type of shit. Yeah, it is. So. Yeah.
1: Tex- Texas, Texas is a, they claim their territory, man. That's a very special, but very strong. It's a strong state. Very strong state. So you, well, you and I yes. met. Well, you came out to Virginia Beach then. You came out to Virginia Beach from Texas uh, whenever we did the Vets of Valor, which was like four years ago now, five years ago now, maybe. Yes, that's correct. And how do you remember Vets of Valor? You were, you were an animal. Yes, out there. I do. <laughs> it was.
0: We were like, what, uh, 24-hour wads?
1: Yeah, we did a wad every hour on the hour. Every hour on the hour. Every
0: hour on the hour.
1: I want to talk about um, a little bit about your background. Um, You're very athletic, at least you appear to be. And I know that in 2011, uh, you recently actually, October 22nd, was your alive day, yeah?
0: Yes. What do you, what
1: do you call that? What do you call the anniversary of, of the accident?
0: Just that, yeah, the, my live day. Um, I didn't know what it was like the first, first year. Um, but people were like, Oh, it's your, your live day. And I did it. I didn't know that it was a thing Mm -hmm. until I was told like people like celebrate it or they recognize it or, or, or what have you. Um, but I just, I just recognize it as, my live day. Um, ever since my anniversary, it's always been for some reason every year uh, I would get sick
1: mm-hmm.
0: or I I'd get withdrawn from from people, community, the world, and I, I didn't know until after two, three years, like it would come around this, the, the time frame of my live day. So and- subconsciously, mm-hmm. I would just get mm-hmm. fucked up or get really sick, and then every year i'm just like tread carefully around that time because it really yeah. fucks with me mentally you know but yeah i just refer to it as my life
1: day did you always want to serve when you were little did you want to serve like you know did you want to become a marine did you look at other branches of the military what was your what was your childhood like
0: well i you know my mom you know born and raised here in san antonio texas my mom was from um, from uh, Mexico, migrated here to the United States for a better way of life, cooking um, and jabbing, three kids, not, not fucking graduating high school, not knowing English. So she, uh, she tried everything she could do to make ends meet. Um, with that being said, I was, my mom would always work and I would be left, um, be taken care of with relatives or, or what have you. So I was always either in school or, or with somebody taking care of me. And then growing up, I, I was just a very, um, I had a lot of fucking energy, man. I was just, um, so much that, you know, attention, this, this, that fucking thing, whatever it is, um, I had too much, (laughs) too much energy.
1: Yeah. No, nobody can, nobody can tell that looking at your Instagram now, like the energy that you bring, I couldn't imagine that you'd have energy as a little kid.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So I had, I had that and. The guys were like, "Hey, you got to put on, you know, be put on medication." But they're like, "No, you." Know, my mom didn't want want that because she's old school. She didn't believe in that. She so she just put up with me. Uh, but growing up, no, you know, my my parents are always, you know, they're they're working. My mom uh, struggles. So my my thing is like, I I grew up, fucking just by the swing of things, the seat of my pants. um out in the in the neighborhoods, fucking friends, or just by uh, experience by my walking time and space uh, throughout my, my community, throughout my, my home, my environment, my, my neighborhood. Uh, we live in a, you know, the barrio, like, you know, it was just, you know, air, you know, gangs and, and little shit happening here and there. So my mentors, the people I looked up to, like the, were the people from the streets, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have any brothers or, or my sisters, they're, they're already like older than me. They're like about 10 years, like in high school, by the time I was, Doing my thing that had already graduated high school, or, or, you know, my sister, you know, had a child at the age of fucking like 14 mm. and it was already out. So it was, it was that type. So, uh, very left unattended and figuring out life. And as far as parents and then being like, hey, well, being a mentor, like it wasn't really a thing for us. The biggest thing was like putting food and, and, you know, having shelter for us. And that mm-hmm. was, that was it. Mm-hmm. Everything else you had to fucking.
1: Mm-hmm. Survive, yeah, yeah. Figure yeah, it survive. out yourself. So, why yes, did ma'am. you? Why did you decide to join the Marine Corps?
0: Well, growing up, I was always in and, in and out of trouble ever since I could fucking mm-hmm. remember. When I was a little kid having all this fucking energy. Then it, it rolled over into um, let's um, elementary. Get in, get into trouble. It was fucking bad, man. And then middle school. Um, then um, we, I was with the wrong crowd. Um, it was a thing of survival. Like, hey, you for respect, you gotta fucking man up or do shit or yeah. like, hey, hang out. Let's let's do some fucked up shit. Oh yeah, cool. Like, you can't not say no or be like, dude, you're a fucking bitch, dude. Well, get the fuck out of here. That you will just be treated as weak. I'm smoking at the, you know, by fifth grade, you know, sixth grade, uh, fucking getting a tattoo by my friends having a, a tattoo machine and like, hey, you want to get a tattoo? Everybody's doing it. Like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I was always in and out of trouble. The only thing that fucking kind of saved me or kind of filled up some of that time and that energy was, was sports, uh, was football. You know what I mean? Um, even with that, you know, I played football, you know, basketball, in middle school, then high school. And I was, I was quite good at it. Uh, but the thing was, I didn't know about what it meant to dedicate to fucking put all your all to sacrifice, to get on the grind, to fucking healthy eating, uh, healthy habits um, doing everything you can to be the best athlete possible. Mm. I would fucking show up. I would, I would do my thing. But then on the weekends after practice or after we would fucking, we would drink, we'd smoke, Party. fucking drink yeah. liquor. After mm. the, the games, we would get all fucked up. Like, so, and that, that's the way it was. Yeah. Until mm. so, you know, my senior year, I'm like, dude, I need to, I need to fuck my shit. So <laughs> I, I want to get out of this neighborhood. The only way I'm going to get out of this neighborhood, get out of this shit is I get a fucking scholarship to go play football and to fucking get out here and do something with my life. So let me let's whip it on. So consciously, cognitively, I fucking was focused and I started fucking training, taking things seriously. What grade were you in? I was in we're, 12th grade.
1: you were in 12th grade. Okay. So you yeah. were already in high school, like, and, and, th- and this is when you were like, okay, I got to get serious and get a scholarship.
0: Yes, ma'am. Serious, get a scholarship. Um, you know, I was doing, doing great. I was, you know. I- Averaging 100 yards per game um, I was gonna my goal was to to do a thousand yards for the season um, but midway when we started district i I, I try to grab get more fucking yardage and I, and I dove and I, 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 I fucking just jumped over the guys and I, I flipped over and I landed on my foot and it, and, it, and, it, and it, I, I got a fucking stress fracture I fractured my foot doing mm. so and then I'm like fuck. you know I got up I went to the bench, but then I got the x-ray so it was a stretch fracture and then I was out for fucking like pretty much the, the whole season. Like I, I was in a cast and I was like, I was so determined to get back on the field that I was like, fuck it. I, you know, I took the cast off and like, i was just like, let me just fucking try. And God knows I fucking tried, but I could not do it. Like mm. I, I could not run. It fucking hurt. I was like, no, sir. You know, to the coach, like, I can't fucking do it, dude. And, and that fucked me up. That's the mm. first time I ever felt any type of failure. Mm-hmm. Like I let myself down. I, I felt like a like a goddamn failure and I know why. Cause I didn't I wasn't I wasn't fucking doing the right things. Mm-hmm. I wasn't pushing myself, I wasn't eating right, I was fucking gaffing it off. And now that I, I thought that I could just unfuck all the years of fucking off and I put put and be the most athletic and athlete that I could possibly be, but built on a fucked up foundation, it fucking all crumbled around yeah. me. And then I was just I was just pissed off. I'm like, man, fuck this. That's when I knew that. I need to get the fuck out of here. Uh So about one month from graduating, I was just like, you know, I'm just going to get the fuck out. I'm just going to join the Marine Corps, you know, because if I stay in this neighborhood, it's going to swallow me. I'm not going to do shit with my life. I'm not going to be, I I don't have the the discipline. I don't have the fucking drive to do anything. And I'll fall victim into this society, into this, this fucking neighborhood and I I won't do shit with my life. So I need to get out of here. That's why I made the choice of, of joining the Marine Corps.
1: Did you have anybody on the streets that, when you said that you know those guys were your mentors, which were not good mentors, but was it were you hearing that from anybody? Because it doesn't sound like that you really had anybody at that point in your life to look up to. Like, where were these? Where were you able, or or, or like, how were you able to kind of step outside of yourself and look at your life and be like, wow, this is going to be a train wreck if I don't straighten it out?
0: I think that point where that that realization came through was because I had vision I I had a dream to to play football, to get out of there. Mm-hmm. And when that when reality set in, it was a slap in my face. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, shit. Like, you're fucking around and now that you want to do shit, it's because of your environment. The people around you didn't push mm-hmm. you or, or propel you. Like, they fucking inhibit you. They, they weighed you down. Like, that was that turning point was that failure, that first time of feeling failure when I actually wanted to succeed. Right. I fucking failed. And I've never felt failure because I never wanted anything in my life because. All I did was run around with the guys, the friends who fucked around, bullshitted, did some stupid things. And like, I, I never actually wanted anything but to get out of there. And that's when I wanted something and I tried to get it with all good fucking intentions wholeheartedly to do something positive for myself that I fucking failed. Mm. So that's when I, when, yo, all these people have been fucking stirring me wrong this whole time. Yeah, they're good for fucking taking like, Taking shots and fucking drinking liquor, get into some shit. But like, as far as like, hey, dog, you need to like unfuck your schoolwork, or you need to you know try harder so you can go to see Google college. That, that was non-existent. That was not even a fucking thing yeah. in my neighborhood.
1: Yeah. So you join you join the Marine Corps? Did you like? Did you even have time to consider the Marine Corps? Or were you like, peace? I'm out. Did you graduate high school, or did you leave a month early from high school? Um, yeah.
0: I, I I did I did the I you know I swore it in right right before I graduated high school, and then as soon as I graduated, I I went into the Marine Corps.
1: Wow. Where'd you go? Did you go down to, is it Fort Bragg? Uh, San Diego. Oh, you went to San Diego. To where is that? What is, what base is that?
0: Uh, Camp, uh, uh, Marine Corps Depot, uh, San Diego. Yeah. That's really not a, like, not, that's not a base. It's a, it's a
1: fucking depot. Oh. It's, it's
0: just one depot down in San Diego.
1: Oh, gotcha. So I, I want to kind of, um, I want to move out. What year was this that you joined, that you decided to join the Marine Corps? fucking three. Two 2003. And how many deployments did you go on uh, before the went, accident in 2011?
0: I was in uh, Iraq, uh, Ramadi, 2000, uh, 2006. Um, and then I did workups um, around uh, in uh, Cuba, uh, some in the fucking, the Ukraine, uh, in the UK mm-hmm. and then Afghanistan in, uh, 2011.
1: Can you talk about, uh, a little bit, you know, October 22nd just came around and it's, uh, your reborn day. Is that what you said that you call it? Or, or you're a live day. You're a live day.
0: Live day. Yes, Can ma'am? you
1: talk about a little bit about like the immediate aftermath, uh, in your life, like where you were, um, you know your your life was was you know it sounds like it was on the right path all these years of just feeling like that you didn't really have a whole lot to show for it joining the the marine corps you got several years under your belt you're probably you know doing good and then all of a sudden this happened
0: yes ma'am
1: now what is going what's what's going on in Jose's life
0: well you know prior to that i was um fucking you know, when I fell in fucking, you know, high school, I made it a point of succeeding in the Marine Corps. And then I was, I was good at what I did. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then being in the Marine Corps, regular Marine Corps, that was, that was easy for me. Prior to getting injured, my, I was like, well, this next 10 years, I'm going to fucking, um, or oh, actually 12 years, I'm going to re-up. I'm going to, I need to challenge myself. I wanted to go to the, um, MARSOC, uh, Marine Special Operations mm-hmm. Unit. Mm-hmm. Um, I had applied for that getting it going but I just had to finish up this fucking um, just deployment in Afghanistan and then and I got two weeks from fucking coming home out in a fucking patrol uh, with the ANA Afghan National Army and the, and the Brits um, fucking that day the, the ANA didn't want to go out it was just hey US and Brits to go and lead by example we went out there and I fucking stepped on this shit two weeks from coming home and I was just like God motherfucking I was like, damn it, motherfucker. Like, it, it fucking sucked. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that failure that I, that I fucking felt like in high school, I felt that same way when I stepped on the ID. Like, mm-hmm. I fucking let my, my Marines down. I, I let mm-hmm. my fucking, my team down. Um, I was a fucking failure. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I didn't fucking train hard enough or I, I, I revisited that, that, that scenario over and over. Like, should I go left? Should I go right? What could I have done to prevent it? Uh, what could I have fucking done to fucking see it? Like, no, it was just spinning in my fucking head. Um, as soon as I got fucking medevac from there and I came straight back to San Antonio, Texas, it was a choice of be like, well, what are you going to do now? Fucking I was fucking fight to stay back in the fucking Marine Corps or take it as something to fucking shift gears and do something different. So in the fucking bed, I wasn't sure. I didn't know what the fuck to do. I had no idea. I was, I was, I was, I was here. A lot of things changed, but I had this, this fucking thing in my fucking head. Uh, sensation to fucking create to create something. At that point I, I knew that like I had to change it. I had to change. I had to get out and do something because of this fucking being in my fucking head beating me and, and like tapping my head like to, to create something to do something, to do something different. So it's like I kind of listened to that and I followed it uh, instead of fucking trying to, oh dude, I'm going to prove something to myself or prove it to the, to to the fucking guys or prove it to to basically to myself that I could still fucking kick doors and do that bullshit. But mm-hmm. i was like, dude, I think this is God's way of telling me that you got to do something else. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, I went on this fucking journey of self, of figuring out what is my fucking calling or what is it that I need to fucking do now? Um, since everything's changed, um, and it's been, it, its is it was fucking hard when I started hitting the, you know, getting out of the fucking hospital when the hospital you're all fucked up you're you're pumped up with with meds and gelatin and fucking percocets and all this shit but once you start in the real world like trying to get accustomed to to life and you know i'm barely able to fucking stand up more than two seconds walk more than two feet and then i have this thing of like a new journey like what i do now with my fucking life and what is it that god wants me to do i'm like i don't know what to do but then i'm 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 changing emotionally, physically, uh, um, fucking, I have all these foreign fucking feelings like uh, depression, mm-hmm. you know? I have, uh, the, the, I didn't even know what the fuck that was until I, I got out of the fucking, uh, the hospital when I actually was in the world, out of those fucking walls, like it's, it started down on me, like, dude, you're different, you're fucked up, you're, you're in the fucking wheelchair, then I, I started fading away from from the world, and I, I had to fight back to get back to fucking reality because I was not jiving up with any of these emotions and I pushed the people around me away. My fucking marriage, my the people that I was with, my kids, like I, I, I fucking dissolved it because I was being such a fucking I, I guess an asshole. I, I didn't know what I had was becoming. You know, I thought it was just me being fucking um just me being the person I am but outside looking in I was just completely different and I didn't know that and I blamed them I blamed my family I blamed the people around me I blamed the fucking Marine corps I blamed the world and and then when I was thinking like, like well I want to do something I I got fucking angry I got upset I was like fuck the Marine corps fuck fuck the world fuck everyone fuck my my family like oh it was just I was pissed off you know and that that from from t- t- 2011 when I got injured when I got to the hospital 2012 I was I was like fuck the world and I was just in this this rage and this fucking anger from 2012 to 2015. And I was just self. I was self-absorbed in my own fucking world, in my own cave, darkness, black. I didn't even go fuck, I I shut down all the social media shit I had fucking growing up. I shut it down, I want nobody to fucking see me, look at me, fucking pity me or look down on me or see what the fuck's going on. Like looking at my fucking, my marriage or my family.
1: Today's episode of Reborn is sponsored by Better Help Therapy Online. I will never forget whenever I had my first son trip. And um, I was living in a place at the time where I didn't have any, I didn't have any family around. Um, my mom flew out and and helped me in the beginning. I was grateful and fortunate enough to have to have her help in the beginning once I, you know, brought my first newborn son home and um i remember after my mom left i remember thinking like wow i'm 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 all alone here <laughs> like you know like how do you know what you're supposed to do right it's you know you all of a sudden have this child and a new parent and uh there's a lot of questions that come up and there can be some hard times and some hard adjustments as well Uh, And this is why I want to talk to you about BetterHelp and what they offer. Now, I know a lot of times, and specifically speaking about new moms, but really at any point in our life, uh, when we just feel really overwhelmed, BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists Uh, It's convenient, it's secure, and it's accessible anywhere. And the best part is, guys, is it's 100% online. All right, guys, the holiday season is upon us. And I know that whether you're a new mom or, you know, it's been a rough year, it's been a rough couple years. Um, Everybody truly deserves to feel their best, especially during the holidays. And BetterHelp makes it easy to get started. So BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service. They have matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists and are 100% available online. All the benefits of in-person therapy, plus it's more convenient, more accessible, and It's more affordable, guys. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match yourself with a therapist. And guess what? If things aren't clicking, uh, you can move to a new therapist at any time and start building the relationship with your therapist that you need. It really couldn't be any more simpler. So there's no waiting rooms. There's no traffic. There's no endless searching for the right therapist. Um, Go ahead and reach out to them, guys, and get the help that you need Especially during the holiday season, so go visit Better BetterHelp. It's B E T T E R, BetterHelp H E L P dot com slash reborn R E B O R N and get ten percent off of your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, BetterHelp H E L P dot com forward slash reborn. something something happened then if if that was 2011 to 2015 because then in 2016 you ran the Boston Marathon which is I'm actually now that I'm like you're telling your story and everything that's all coming back to me that's actually where I I believe that I first saw you was on ESPN uh, running the Boston Marathon with your prosthetic did you have your a blade on is that what you're running with
0: uh yes, I had the the blade, the mm-hmm. one that I, I always run in. And I had that 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 one off.
1: In twenty sixteen and you were running with a flag. So what happened from twenty fifteen to twenty sixteen where you had something had to have switched in your mind to be able one to train, to train for the Boston Marathon. Um but to do it with just so much honor and, and, and just pride for your country, what, what was the switch that happened from 2015 to 2016? Because, Jose, a lot of people are in, it in like, a really dark place right now. A really dark place. And, the, you know, I'm just wanting to kind of, like, tap into a little bit, you know, kind of what happened and how can you make the switch from, like, that dark place to pull you out. What do you do? You just got to make the decision, or or what?
0: No, ma'am. I fucking, I suppressed everything. I suppressed the world. But I had gotten a uh, mail and packages from my unit from the guys I served with. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't want to look at it. I was like, I I boxed it up and put it away. It wasn't until like 2015. I was just looking through shit of boxes, and then. Um, uh. I opened up this box and there's this flag and then the flag it was a bunch of markings on it. And then um I um fu- I, uh, I, I I opened up the flag and it was signed by the guys that I fucking um I served with in, in Afghanistan and and it was like it 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 it, it told me that they ran it in every area of operation mm. um that we that we were there in uh and the guy signed it, and then they put like quotes of how I was in, in, in the unit. And then fucking seeing that shit fucking hurt me. It, um, it fucked me up. <laughs> and it made me realize, like, goddamn, Jose, like you're over here self absorbing your own know, fucking journey and thinking about you, 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 trying to get out. And uh, you felt to, to realize that, you know, the brothers and sisters I served with and that I felt to recognize them and I, I felt to serve them once again. I felt like a fucking failure again. And then at that point in time, it was a fucking switch. I was like, God damn it. I'm never going to have this fucking flag in this box again. And I'm going to, I'm going to fly it one way or another. I didn't know how, what the fuck I was going to do, but I was going to do it. in in their honor to, to commemorate their sacrifices and to know that shit, man, we're fucking still fighting. And I, and I got this fucking thought, like, uh, uh, a fucking marathon. And I'll, I'm going to run with it for, in their honor. So prior to that, not fucking standing up more than two seconds, walked more than fucking two feet. I didn't even fucking train for this shit. But that spirit, that flag, I was like, I'm going to do the, 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 the Marine Corps Marathon. and I'm going to run it for them. That was the first one I actually was going to roger up and do it for them. And I fucking did it. And uh, in uh, 2015, um, I did it in fucking Red Converse. I did it in fucking silkies. I actually the remember
1: flag. that. I remember your red converses. Yes. yes oh my gosh.
0: So, so not what? not knowing what a marathon felt like, not, I didn't fucking train. I just did it for the for the guys and the spirit of the fucking flag. You know?
1: Yeah. And
0: that's I um, I did it and it, it fucking hurt. Yeah. And um, I was like the last one, but you know we. We did it. We finished it. And, and I did it for them. I mean, at the end, there was no fucking cheers. There wasn't no, like, fuck yeah, I forgot. Like, everybody was wrapping up. Everybody was fucking gone. But I, I was limping and I was fucking getting it done. And I, and I did it. And it was just for them. It had, it wasn't for no honor. It was, it was just in honor of them. And, and we fucking did it. And I did it for them. And How'd that make you feel? Um, at the time I'm like, no, I was like, fuck this, never again. I'm going to do this shit, you know? (laughs) Um, you know, but I knew what it meant and what it symbolizes. And then it, it fucking gave me this whole perspective or this whole different fucking mindset of like, I need to do more. Mm. And, and I know what's hurt, and I was like, man, fuck this. I got to do more. It's not for me, but it's for the world to, to show what the human spirit, the fucking, the spirit of the core, what it means for the mm. fucking flag, look, what it means for the brotherhood, what it means to be in the fucking pain, what it means to be in the fucking darkness and to rise above that motherfucker and to fucking dig deep and to to go beyond past your fucking limits, not just physically. You know, when my heart's fucking hurting and my heart's fucked up, what's preparing me fucking forward? That's the fucking spirit. And my spirit led me to, hey, well, I'm not going to do this shit again? Fuck no. I'm like, well, I got to do it in Boston. You know, the Boston survivors with the fucking with the bombings and just showcase that we're all in this fucking fight. One team, one fight, you know what I mean? A bond through fucking pain. Let me fucking do it, you know, in, in, in honor of other fucking other humans, other people. And and I could do that for other people and humanity and also for my motherfucking, my brothers and sisters that I fucking serve with and keep that fucking memory alive. So I fucking, I rogered up to, to the Boston in, in 2016, you know? And that's how it started, started going.
1: Is this when Rise Above Hardship was created? Is this, is this kind of where the passion and, and the heart and, and everything that you're describing, is this, where, is this where it was born?
0: Yes, ma'am. Yeah, it, it, it was from cause and effect. From, you know, from that marathon in 2015 to the Boston in 2016, to another Boston in 2017, to another Boston in 2018. To uh, fucking the the marathon, the Marine Corps marathon, um, it it all doing social media, doing videos to share my my stories of pain, to to show my scars, to show um, you know outside and inside. Like I I I'm, I'm saying, like dude, i I'm, I'm fucked up every which way from fucking Saturday. You know what I mean? But yeah. fucking trying, but moving right. forward, you know, but, and, and showing that spirit, like waking up, fucking. Not just being able to fucking work out, but doing things really like, dude, you shouldn't be able to do that. But it's that spirit. It's that mental fortitude. It's that, feel. You know, if it, it grew out of that, trying to help people, trying to inspire people, trying to motivate people, helping others fucking help heal my heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing yeah. all that shit. Like I didn't, I didn't get like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. That, that's cool. Like it was God's fucking thing. Like mm-hmm. God just used me. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Roger that, sir. Go out there, do my thing, do whatever the fuck I got to do. And cool, I'm back in my own, you know, my own world trying to fight my own fucking, my own demons, my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. But whenever he needs me to do some shit, like, okay, cool. He puts his shit in my head and why fucking do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it and, and, and doing so, like, I wanted to help people more, not just on social media, just like fucking one-on-one interact. I just want to feel, feel, touch Time and space. I want to be connected with people more than not just the video. And that from all this, this the, the running social media, I had this gentleman wanting to train. Um, he was a, a, a fucking vet, an army vet. And he was prepared to, I was going to some CrossFit gym. He was willing to pay fucking $150 just to go to the gym so he could get right. And it wasn't about the physical part of it, it was a, it was a mental capacity of fucking building that mental fortitude back up. You know what I mean? And even though, like, oh, it would have been a strain on him to spend $150, he, he was that desperate for help and to to unfuck his situation because he wanted to fucking get back in the fucking battle. Yeah. And at that point in time, I'm like, dude, I, I, I have to do some shit. I don't know what I'm gonna do because this ain't my fucking gym. I can't just be like, hey, uh, I I don't know. You know, I work out, but it's just I don't work out. I, I use it as as my own way to Uh, bridge the gap between my fucking heart and my mind, my physical self and my emotions. And maybe I could, I could fucking, I could share that experience or share the, whatever I learned with somebody and it could be a gift for them to, to rise up and fucking make shit fucking happen. So at that point in time, I literally like, I wrote a post about it and fucking Instagram. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I had the American flag. I had a sledgehammer and a jump rope. I had no idea what I'm going to fucking do, but I'm going to fucking do it for others. And we're just going to figure it out. So I went to a public park and I laid out those three pieces of equipment. I had that gentleman and I, I mentored him and I talked to him and I built that mental fortitude within him doing the workouts and doing it, doing it at the park. People would see. So I would have one, one person join or two people join. And then I was like, put up a jar and put, get a donation. And with that donation, I was able to get another jump rope or another like dumbbell and a kettlebell. And then slowly, but surely one day, one week fucking two months, I started building up fucking equipment, Mm. building up guys that would come in, and then building up um, a presence, and sharing it with the community, and it was getting, you know, uh, coverage, or um, stories, and like, hey, this is what I'm doing, this is what's going on, and rain or shine, all in the elements, with fucking, you know, cold or fucking hot, no fucking lights, fucking raining, like, the guys were still out there, and I was like, "This, this shit kept fucking going, And I was like, dude, I need to do this for the guys. And I one one day, guys, we're going to have a fucking brick and mortar. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, A roof over our head. And then after like a year or so of grinding, it it turned into a nonprofit. Mm. And that nonprofit came from the shit, help from the stuff that I did doing those marathons, Mm -hmm. Uh, doing those things. It it was just like, hey, Jose, what is it that you want to do? Like, I want to continue to help people. I just don't know what i'm doing exactly i just i'm just fucking winging it cuz this is what's in my fucking heart and it just this is happening and it just cause and effect reason of why things fucking being put together and fucking connected and I, we became a fucking nonprofit and then i was able to get in a, a fucking brick and mortar and then a roof over my head and then i started outfitting this this fucking gym uh, with more equipment and having fucking classes and having first responders and people that are, are, have been, been injured in combat and using fitness as, as a therapeutic process uh, to get all these fucking emotions out. And to just bridge, bridge the gap between service members and community members, man. And just fucking a way to fucking push forward uh, together. So that's, that's how it's been, you know? Yeah. I, I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm just doing it, you know? It's just what's in my heart.
1: So you've also started another company called How do you pronounce that? How Howitzer? Howitzer? Howitzer Manufacturing.
0: Howitzer. Yes, it's a what it's is a, that? It's a clothing brand. It's a it's a it's a clothing brand.
1: So is it this? Is this a newer company? I remember a couple years ago you were starting to do T-shirts, or is this something different?
0: The, yeah, no, no, this T-shirts. I, I started making T-shirts, um, fucking like motherfucking raw you know, making shit happen. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, one with the, with the rifle and RAH
1: uh-huh.
0: on it, just different, different things. But then I got, I got hooked up with this, this company that, that would, that started doing changes for, um, first responders and they're going to do every fucking thing. Um, they, they make the shirts, they do the thing and they wanted to work together, uh, a, a relationship between, between us. Um, so my thing was to be, basically, hey, we'll take care of everything. You just got to be the person, like the image of it. And we'll take care of everything. You don't, you don't need to fucking make shirts. You don't have to do anything. We'll take care of the thing. And they started this company, Wright uh, um, Halter. Um, it's a, it's a, a shirt brand that fucking, um, uh, for first responders, for fire, for uh, police, um, for uh, military. And... Um, they make, they manufacture all these shirts and then a percentage goes to nonprofits uh, for uh, uh, LEOs, for fucking um, uh, military and uh, for fire.
1: So, wh- where where can people find out more about this then and and support? What is the, is it on your website? Uh, yes, it's, it's either on, on my link or you could go to halterclothing.com. Nice. So, on your Instagram, I want to talk about. I, so one of the reasons why I love you, Jose, is because we, I feel like you're, you're like really crazy, but I'm also like really crazy. You know, we, I always see you doing these crazy things. I think whenever I saw you run the Boston Marathon, I was like, well, that looks freaking crazy. He's nuts. And I know that we could definitely be friends. Um, You're like, your social media is just filled with just all of these crazy, inspiring feats that you have done. Um, and, and there's also some, but there's also like some really humbling videos of you sharing, sharing your story. Was it, was it hard kind of transitioning? You know, you were so locked down, locked out. You wanted to shut out the world. Um, did it just kind of like organically, like nat- naturally happen that you start you started opening up a little bit, telling the world about your story, um, wanting to help other people?
0: No, it, it's very. It's been very hard. Yeah. Uh, I've, I when I started, I think it's kind of like my diary. You know, like I could write about my emotions. Uh, I'm continuously evolving as a person. You know, my first biggest feat was showing the world my wounds. I would I would go to the gyms. I would go to. In sweatpants, in a fucking hoodie, mm. you know. I for the, from 2012 to 2015, mm. you know, I, I couldn't even go to the to the grocery store without pants or going anywhere because it's so fucking taxing. Right. Um, but social media, I was able to bear my scars and like walk around or, and, and and then talk about you know fucking drugs and and alcohol and, and depression and you know, um, and it's that's that was the hardest part that from that first phase of, of sharing that to the world um so that that was hard you know for me i'm just like fuck i don't know how how i'm gonna be accepted or or received or or people are gonna look down on me or 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 feel like i'm I'm fucking disgusting or i'm fucking i i don't know but i know i could just turn off the fucking phone or turn that shit off and then you know just be be alone um but but recently like i i've been wanting i i i'm like motherfucker like i'm just angry you know all the time like that fuck this and this is the way i roll you know just yeah just that that facade type of shit because i had to build up this fucking character for myself um over the over when i got injured because i was i was fucking alone i was i was afraid i didn't know what's going on so i had to build this fucking persona of like dude you gotta fucking make shit fucking happen it was just a mental thing And, and trying to break out of that mental thing i'm just like dude you've forgotten how to be like Heartfelt. You got to turn that shit off. I didn't I didn't know how to do that. I'm like, you know, and during this process, dude, I I fucking I've been in and out of fucking homes, you know. Uh that's the shit that I don't really I, I try to talk about that once in a while, but like, I'm like, dude, I'm I'm in and out of fucking homes. I'm fucking up relationships. I'm i'm at one point living out of fucking hotels, I'm living out of my fucking uh my car with fucking clothes, um, just trying to figure shit out. And I'm just like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? And I, I I've been having a harder time trying to be that person that I really want to be, which is like the the, the guy with fucking emotions. Like, oh, dude, I really love this. I, I appreciate the beauty of things, and and I I, I really love fucking family, being family oriented. I wanna I wanna plant some fucking plants, you know what <sighs> I mean? I wanna mow the grass. I wanna build some shit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um. That's what I I'm trying to do now, and it right. that's just like the the Hard. hardest part of of letting go of everything right. that I built up, and then. Like, well, you built this up to survive, but now you you're wanting something else and something more. Like, I gotta reinvent, or or just be. I gotta. I, I just don't know how to do it, and it's yeah. been very difficult. But I try to show, like, dude, I, I'm still fucking human, dude. You know what I mean? My my girls are my my. You know they they fucking like they're, um, they they melt my fucking heart. And yeah. it, and through the process, like you would think that they would always melt your heart, but no, dude, that wasn't the fucking case. I was just so closed off and shut off from love or or to receive or to express love I I I don't know or I haven't been able to fucking fine-tune it or figure that part out and then that's just just a whole nother element that I'm trying to grow into constantly Uh, but I I,
1: yes now constantly working on it where can people support you Jose where can people support um, your nonprofit and its mission, Rise Above Hardships, where can people support like with your clothing? Um, I know that you kind of threw that out there, but w- where can people go to find you and to, f- to be inspired by you and to follow you on your journey? They could, uh, uh,
0: on my Instagram, they could do, uh, that's my primary right there, Instagram or uh, fucking. What is it? Right now, doing the 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 TikTok, getting getting in the swing of the the
1: things everybody's doing. Yeah, you know, I'm cool trying caps. to do TikTok too. So, so yeah. yeah.
0: Um, and then halter dot com. Okay. Um, showing like, hey, what what's going on? What's happening? Um, but mostly there in you know, a rise above hardship. um Instagram as okay. well.
1: Gotcha. gotcha. So
0: all the you know the links are on my profile. Okay. But just yeah constantly trying to do what we have to do but mm-hmm. also fighting their own struggles within their self, man right. so it's just multitasking mm-hmm. i want to do for others but then i'm like fuck i, I left myself on the back burner
1: mm-hmm.
0: for so long like um it's catching up so like we're you got to pick and choose it's a
1: balancing act yeah yeah it really is well hey i want to just say thank you so much for coming on the reborn podcast. Jose, you are so incredibly inspiring. You are so inspiring every time I yes, see ma'am. your stuff. It just gets me just so fired up and um I just want to say thank you. Thank you first and foremost for being just such an awesome friend. I'm so thankful and grateful that our our paths had crossed several years ago and that we've continued to keep in touch. Um And I just want to tell you like best of luck. I feel like we need to do something again soon. I know we kind of thrown around like the tactical games and stuff. So uh, I, you know, I'm down, I'm down. I think we need to plan on something for 2023 um, to link up and to do something together. I would really, really like that.
0: No, I think, I think it's been a long time coming. So um, I would love to do that. Whatever it is. Something fucking crazy, something like, wow, fucking I'll make sure we will fucking do it Yes, sir. uh, for you. Like, Good luck. I think you're a couple of days out from uh, your contest, yeah?
1: Yeah, I'm uh nine, nine days out and we're recording this. So nine days out. Yeah. And hey, and hey, Veterans Day is coming up. So happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service. And even though you are out of the military, you are still changing and affecting so many lives and having a huge impact on everyone around you, even people who are, you know, across the the way a bit over here in Virginia Beach. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you for continuing to inspire myself and and the masses. I appreciate it. Yes, ma'am. Thank
0: you. Thank you. And I appreciate you having me on. And uh... Um, thank you for your friendship, and I look forward to to uh, doing something many, crazy, many more years, and some some events. Do yes, we're ma'am. gonna do
1: something crazy? You think it up, I'll think it up. And we'll plan something, and then we can like raise money for uh, your nonprofit or something, whatever we want to do. Yes, ma'am. All righty, bye, Jose. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Reborn podcast today. Man, I was so like crazy inspired. And we really have. We've talked about, I really wanted to do a Vets Valor again this year. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Um, but maybe in 2023 to bring that back or to do something. I mean, these vets, uh, the Wounded Warriors are just, man, they're so inspiring. But we need to remember, we need to remember that not all wounds are visible. Not all wounds are physical. And if you are a veteran, if you are listening to this, I want to highly encourage you to just reach out and please, please, please get help. Please get help. Talk to a friend, Um, whatever you need to do. We are so grateful and thank you and thankful for all of our veterans and, and the ones who are still serving. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And thank you will actually never, never be enough for the sacrifices that you guys have had to make. So, um, thank you guys. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Reborn podcast with Ironclad Network, and I will catch you guys next week.
0: Bye. Your pride. would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky. Don't try to fly. Rock but we stayed unshakable. Been through it all and we still unbreakable.